So hi, welcome everyone to this week's podcast, Business Success by Design. I am your host, James Lawson, and with me as always is my incredible partner in business and in life, Angela Inzerillo. Uh, so listen, this week we thought we'd have some fun um, and actually give you a little bit of background about how we got to where we are uh, from our days back in corporate. Yeah, um, it's a bit of a journey, so I think we're going to have some fun with this. Um, but yeah, we can't wait to get started, Angela. We're definitely going to have some fun. <laughs> We're going to just pull back the curtain and share some of what it's really like to go from corporate executives to business owners. The good, the bad, the ugly. Mostly good. Welcome to the Business Success by Design podcast, where you'll learn everything you need to know about building a thriving business. This isn't theory. It's hardcore strategies and tactics designed to help you win. Join us as top business coaches, marketers, and business insiders pull back the curtain on what really works in building the business you want and what's just complete BS. And now, sit back and listen to rock star host James Lawson. He's the one with a funny accent. And Angela Inzerillo as they go deep, cut through the crap, and get to the core of making your business work for you mostly good um so listen here's what i want i want to go back to the beginning right so 2009 Nine, yeah tell tell everybody what happened back in 2009 well, a lot happened in 2009 we had a lot of stuff going on personally but uh, that's when uh, you and i got let go from our corporate jobs yes no one wanted us <laughs> hard to believe i know shocking we actually had some of the best uh years at those companies, but it just was time. It was kind of the economy, things were going down. So yeah, it was probably the best thing that could have happened to us. But yes, 2009, corporate didn't want us anymore. So, and I don't know if this is where maybe some of you guys, if the same has happened to you, uh, but here we are, like the two of us, husband and wife, suddenly out of work and we're like, shit, like what are we going to do? Like what's, what's the kind of next stage for us, right? Because going back to corporate was always an option. Typically, what do you do? You brush up your resume, you call your friends and you know people that you used to work with, and you say, "Hey, I'm looking for a gig." So right, um, but we didn't. Not us, because someone we knew said, "Hey, have you ever thought about entrepreneurship?" <laughs> so I think part of the problem was we couldn't spell entrepreneurship. Um, <laughs> so, so yeah, so we we get this opportunity, right? Yeah. Yeah, something we never really even thought about. So yeah, Sig came to us and said, hey, what do you think about business ownership? Didn't really know what that was defined as, but in layman's term, owning a franchise. Uh, so we were like, well, I really don't want to own a Subway. Five Guys you might have actually liked to own. But back in that day, we were looking at different um, models, business models for owning one. And um, yeah, there was a lot. We Mobile dog grooming was one. Um, dog, Fitness, dog hotel. Dog hotel, yeah. a 24-hour gym. A lot of brick and mortar and we're like eh, this is not what we want there's no. a lot high level of investment in money uh and startup right and we knew that's something we didn't want but plus our experience and we definitely went through a process of identifying where our skills were and yeah business coaching believe it or not so our background had been in sales and marketing right so so yes so we get this idea we find ourselves spending some tens of thousands of dollars <laughs> and buying a franchise and yeah. all in was close to six figures but yeah go ahead. yeah all in so so that's one thing you want to think about if you're thinking about a franchise it is not a cheap investment and it doesn't in any way shape or form guarantee that you're going to be successful either right uh so we're in the franchise right so we, we get into this coaching franchise um 
what do you think was the single biggest mistake that we made once we got into the franchise? <laughs> we thought we knew everything. So we didn't, we kind of followed the model, but we didn't really follow the model because again, we thought we just knew better coming from being successful in sales, being successful in marketing. We thought we knew better. So I'd say we probably got into it questioning really what the process was. Right. And I think that's lesson number one. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If you're coming out of corporate and you've been successful, and, and by the way, we were really successful. We had some great years back in our corporate days. Don't think for a second that your success in corporate is going to translate to your success as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that was probably one of the big mistakes that we made was thinking that that was going to happen. So rather than going with the system, what did we do? We kind of fought against the system. We tried to change the way the franchise was working, quite honestly. Um, Not that I said we thought we knew better, but we thought we knew ourselves better. And back at corporate, we did have a lot more systems and processes in place that supported us. And now we didn't have that anymore. Although we did have a great coach within the coaching right. franchise right, and right, we learned right. a lot, but it just took us way too long to kind of figure out what was worked, what worked well for us. Right. So, how long do you think it took us to move from <laughs> excitement, <laughs> hey, we're business owners, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. To really this this really high level of uncertainty about how we were going to make this work. Yeah, I think early on, so probably within the first year, because we had a nice runway, so we weren't you know weren't eating the dogs and all that, so that was kind of good. So we had a bit of security with money. Um, we were testing things out. We were excited. We were trying. We were failing quick. So I would say probably after the first year, it's like, oh shit, it's really hard to make six figures. It was a little bit easier back at corporate. And I remember one of the first questions I asked of the franchise is, hey, when's the first six figure? When am I getting to my first hundred K? You know, and they were like, ah, you know, after a year, you got to, I understand getting your footing. I understand putting, you know, your process and, and getting your business started, but it took, I would say probably after the first and a half, maybe two years. Two years, right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say the same because it, it felt to me like when you get in, so, so one of the big challenges is when you get into entrepreneurship, especially if you've come out of corporate the way that we did, right? And even though we bought a franchise, which meant, hey, they've got some lovely systems, although they weren't very good. Um, the thing you forget is, to your point, that safety net, right? Yeah. So in corporate, you've got, You've got people behind you. You've got a team. You've got people out there who are doing the sales part. They're bringing the sales in. So you're part of a much bigger cog. But when you're in business for yourself, you're everything. Right. 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 We were. Right. So, so we had to kind of figure out during that time, like, who's going to be doing what in terms of the business? And I think from that level of excitement, because we're duplicating a lot of work. Yeah. 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 Right? Well, we thought we had to do everything together. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that was not a good idea at all. Um, but that was a big problem, right? Because now we're duplicating a lot of the effort. Right, right. Once we figured out that's not what you do, and you'd made this point before about how we were told to build an organization chart. Yeah, yeah. Right. And what was your response? I like, do. There's only two of us. <laughs> <laughs> right. I tell people this today and they, they look at me and go, dude, there's only two of us. There's only two of us, right? Yeah. It's, um, Probably the best thing we could have done though. Right. Because what you want to do is to understand 
who's what part each of you are going to play in the organization right, right. and where the ultimate decision is getting made. Well, where our strengths were, right. you know, we, you still have to do like the finance, the marketing, the sales, the president, there's that top mm -hmm. role, right? So once you define what areas of the business are critical to a successful business, right. then you have to say, okay, who's going to do those? Or who's going to do the majority? There certainly was leadership in each of those areas where we'd follow up with each other. But yeah, that was, that was huge. Right. So lesson number two, no matter how small you think you are, get an organization chart built for your business and under, and if you're and if you're in a partnership especially yes understand the roles and responsibilities of each of you in that partnership right so so here we are now we're going through this i will say one thing real too to consider especially if you're one person starting or consulting or coaching business or what it might be that out getting outside help is critical so if you you know think you're gonna do everything on your own i remember us participating in some marketing uh, resources program is like 200 bucks a month. I'm like, what are you kidding? What do we need that for? $200 <laughs> a month. Now I would like, you know, kill for that. Right. So getting those types of services that can help right. you. So if, if it's just you, cause I know we said we have two of us and everyone thought, Oh wow, we're going to be super uber successful, make millions of dollars with the two of us. When in fact we really needed to kind of outsource some of the so smaller things that we weren't good at that just took too much time. Right. Right? And that, that's the key word. This yeah. is not about bringing people in as employees. When we talk about building your org charts, understanding who's going to do what, even if that means outsourcing to people like in Fiverr or whoever, or getting a virtual assistant, whatever it might be, yeah. right? Because your time is the most valuable thing you've got, and you don't want to waste it 100%. on a whole bunch of stuff that you're not really that competent at. So fast forward, right? Four years in. We've had a lousy four years. We've made a little bit of money. It's okay. We did all right. We weren't we eating the know. dogs. We didn't know. We weren't eating right. the dogs. We're having fun. We like learning. That's right. fine. Enjoyed that part. It's expensive. But, um, it's but it was four years in before we realized like we need to be doing something different. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And a lot of that was really because the franchise, being a franchise, was still stuck in how they became successful like 10 years earlier. Mm -hmm. The market's moved on. We've seen the market move on. We've seen how people are moving more online. People are doing courses and programs, et cetera. Their franchise was still in that one-to-one -one coaching model, which nothing wrong with that if that's what you want to do. Uh, but we wanted to make a change. Yeah, right. and you also felt like you were um, not really best utilizing your resources. You were talking to one person about X, second per you know, one-to-one -one coaching, right. next person about pretty much the same X, next person about the same X. So if we really wanted to leverage our time and build a business model that worked for us longer term, we had to make a change. Right. The catalyst for that, I think, was when we really sat down and went, okay, what's, what's our life vision? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, we yeah. really hadn't done that, right? We hadn't sat down and went, what is it we're really trying to build and why are we really trying to build it that way? Right. So when we got clear around what our life vision was, right, sit on the beach, drink margaritas, make six figures, uh, <laughs> you kind of get to the point, right, where you figure out, well, there's only a couple of models that are going to help me do that. And what it really meant was, hey, we need to build a business we can run from anywhere. So we didn't want to be stuck here in Fairfax and the business can only survive if we're here in this location, we got to build something where we've got clients from all, all over the world, preferably. Yeah. So the right. business model had to change. The processes we used had to change. The infrastructure we used, it just had to be more flexible. And a lot of the tools uh, have changed over the last, you know, five. So we've been in business now going into our 15th year, uh, 2023, right from 2009. And it's, 
a lot, in my opinion, a lot of things have changed. So there's been consolidation of companies and resources. So we're better mm-hmm. utilizing internet's faster, right? You can really work pretty yeah. much from anywhere yeah. with, with good internet. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, so the environment in which we're working has drastically changed. And we saw that happen over the COVID right. period, right over the pandemic, yeah, everybody went online. We were already doing that. So with a leg up, at least at that point. Um, so here we are, right? It's 2023. Things are going well. All right. We're doing, we're doing really well as a business. Our client base is kind of where it needs to be. And we're attracting the right kind of people. But I always look back and go, how much, like, how much of that was because of the way we went, or because we went online, or how much it was really just the power of the networks that we kind of built up? Oh, yeah, the power of the network, no doubt. One of the things the franchise taught us was get involved in your local chamber of commerce, not knowing what that was. We're like, okay. <laughs> I'm the chairman of the board of one of them. So <laughs> it's interesting how, you know, things change over, over a few years, but we did, we got involved in our, in our, um, in our local chamber thinking we're going to do business with everybody that we met when in fact our business really turned around. I tell people this when we started giving back and getting right. more involved in the community. So we did free webinars um, at the time, also seminars in person. And we did, we would start um, leading and taking leadership roles in whether it's committee or on the board. And that's really when people, and in our world, it really is about no like, and trust. Um, so it was really important that we build that network of not just potential clients, but also partners and ventures, you know, the business bankers, the accountants, folks that are your champions. It's really important to be leveraging other people's networks, right? right? So you can get more eyes because you could only be so, you know, everyone says, hey, I just see you everywhere. Yeah, I get that. But I'm only in so many places. It's just because I'm leveraging my network. I right. Think. So, so I think the key in all of that was even though we're online now and we see online like virtual, and you know we've got youtube and we're doing a lot of stuff virtually the foundation the business was still built on activating our network yes right so it was the people we met the people we like like partnerships and gvs and really starting to to hone that and build on the network that allowed us later on as we are now to actually get online and do some of the really cool things that we're actually able to do right now, yeah, yeah. right, which is a lot of fun, which is doing the webinars, doing virtual um, trainings and that type of thing. So lesson number three in all this is don't get ahead of yourself, right? Uh, there's yeah. a lot of people talking about getting online and doing Facebook ads and Google ads and this type of thing. And I, I think we're a testament to the fact that if you really want it, if you're early stage and you really want to get moving, is build your network, build your list, activate your network, and and work with the people that you can actually touch and feel. Yeah, and if you think right? you don't have a network, not in a gross way, but you know, <laughs> yeah, people, no touching, feeling things, yeah, people, but people that you can actually get hold of and shake hands with and have a like build a relationship around. Yeah, but I, I want to make sure people know too. I hear this a lot. We don't. Um, I don't have a network. I don't know anybody. You do. And it's just a matter of reaching out. So right. whether it be former uh, uh, colleagues or people that maybe you worked with, um, people that are uh, go to your local church, right, or or your kids' soccer right. teams and and families and neighbors. So you always want to consider that people around you are are your network. But you have to build it, and that's what we did. Went to the local chambers. We went to networking events. I got, I grabbed cards. People would you know opt into our at the time newsletter, um, or they'd come to our free events. And so that's how we built. 
the network. And it, it's just a little bit each. It's just a little bit, you know, every day. Yeah, and, and I mean, it's not like our list is 50,000 strong. No, no, not at all. Yeah. Right. It's not a big list. But everyone in that list, more or less, we, we've actually got a relationship with. We know them for the most part. or We've met them at least physically once or twice. So I think from that standpoint, like building the network, and this was all I just wasn't me at all. But Angela getting out there and meeting people and going to events um, allowed us then to get those same people into our own live events. Yes. Right. Or workshops, et cetera. And that's what helped kind of jumpstart the business once we left the franchise. And let's be clear, it was me because that was my genius, my strength and right. what I enjoy doing and what I do fairly well. Your strength was more about the presentations, right? And doing more of um, doing all of the coaching, essentially. So right. that really kind of separated itself and made very much clear sense for our business. Right. So what what would you say to people who are watching this who are kind of in that early stage, maybe struggling a little, right? Uh, where we were in that first two or three years, right? Because it was painful. Um, well, because we tried to do too much, you know, and think not everything was working. So, yeah, it was a little bit. But we just thought we were supposed to be further along than we were. So what do you do when you do that? You just work harder. Right. right. You, I don't know, we got, we, we did more of the wrong thing. So as James always says, you got to do the right thing at the right time. And we were doing the right thing. It was just the wrong time in our business. Right. I think we were trying to play much bigger than we were. Sorry, go back to your question. The question was like, what would, what would you tell people in that stage right now who are maybe struggling a little bit, right? Or, or even a big bit. And they're thinking to themselves, like, is this ever going to work? Like what, what's the advice that you would give them? Um, I think, I think it's important to take a step back. I mean, for you and I, it was fortunate that we had the same end mind in right. in in play. We <laughs> we get there very differently. We do things differently, and for some reason, he doesn't do things my way all the time. <laughs> so I think it's really important that you get really crystal clear on what your end game is, and then really understand the steps that it's going to take to get there. And I think we just struggled for so long trying to identify like who do we really want to work with? Well, we could work with anybody, and I hate that word. You can't work with anybody. Who should we work for? So I right. think getting real clarity on kind of who we want to work for, but what makes us unique and what stands out so important to have, because then you're like everybody. So I think having clarity in that right. is is critical. So clarity around who you want to work with. Yes. Call it your niche, whatever, right? But getting really clear on who that is going to be, making sure that the messaging is congruent with that, right? Yep. Uh, but the, the differentiation was a biggie for us. Because we struggled with that for so long. And even today, like we, we look at coaching. Yeah. And don't take this the wrong way if you're in real estate. Um, but it's like everyone who comes out now is trying to be a coach. It's almost like a plan, it's like their plan B, right? Yeah. Yeah. Or or they've come into corporate and they're they're going into coaching because they think it's a it's an easy business to be in. But it's not. Right, because it's like now everybody's trying to get into coaching. Yeah. And back in two thousand nine when we did it, it was really just starting to get get traction, I think, as an industry. Mm -hmm. Uh so in this last kind of fourteen, fifteen years it's really taken hold. Um so yeah, I think the differentiation part is really key. Um for us, it took us a little while to kind of figure it out, but it was almost an organic thing. Because we looked at the way we worked, yeah, right, and then we looked at everybody else. We're like, how hey, we're working different to everybody else, yeah, yeah. Because the coaching, it was that whole, um, 
what was I also like ask deep penetrating questions, Ooh. right? And hope that the, the business is going to have a breakthrough. And we were like, well, why don't we just tell you the answer, right? Don't don't try and work it out. Like we've been through this. We know what it is. Exactly. We know the path to go down. We know the mistakes that we made. By the way, there were plenty of mistakes. Um, and that became our point of differentiation. And then we asked our clients, you know, like that's clients. one thing. That's the biggest way to find out what makes you separate or separates you from your competitors is ask your clients, you know, why did they choose you? Right. And for most of, most of the folks that you talk to, any of the folks that used to work with us or work with us currently, it's about what like, James just, you know, kicked my ass, right? He's going to tell me what I need to do. So if you're serious about owning a business, you need to have reality. Don't let your ego get in the way. Don't put your head in the sand, face up to reality. And I think that's what we did early on. On where finally things turn because you know we both have egos yours bigger than mine of course but it's really to say hey you know what we need help and right. we're not as good as we think and until that happened um things didn't just started turning around so th there's this whole idea of, of like you know what you know yeah you know what you don't know and you don't know or you don't know what you don't know there's, there's right. right this whole thing yep, yep. And, and that's the biggest piece like you don't know what you don't know uh, so, so for us to expect people to come up with the answer because we've just asked the right question, I'm not saying that can't happen. It just yeah. takes way too long, right? So what we want to do is we want to make sure we can track that time, time. right, mm -hmm. for our clients because, we've, we've, again, we've been through it. Um, so as we end this little session, which has been very cool, very a lot of fun, um, what do you want to leave them with? Um, well, first of all, getting into business with your spouse. <laughs> Paul was first. <laughs> all on that one. Mm -hmm. But, you know, really, we wanted to just um, share with you how excited we are to start this and just because everybody asks us how we got to where we are today, coming from successful corporate to successful entrepreneurs. You guys always look like you're having fun. You look like you're not working. And we're like, well, we are working, but we're just trying to work smarter. So I just want to leave it with that where, you know, if you've got any feedback or thoughts or things that you want to hear, we'd love to talk about them. We're happy to share kind of, our, I said, the good, the bad, the ugly. And there is mostly good, but there is definitely some bad and some ugly, but we would have never had the good if we we didn't have the ugly so yeah i i would say embrace the challenge right because you're going to get challenged a lot doing this and and there's going to there's yeah, going to be times where you're like i don't know if it's worth it right i don't know if i'm doing if this is worth me going on doing this and not everyone is going to have the kind of runway that, that we had when we came in we knew we had a runway we knew we had time to get this thing going not everybody does um, which is why we've put a lot of effort in making sure that the clients that we work with, we, we get them to that success level Quick. really, really quickly, right? So they start to kind of make money. So I'd say like embrace the challenge. Um, but more importantly is is reach out and get help, whether yeah. it's from us or from someone else. Just, just figure out someone that's in the place that you want to get to, who's been through what you're going through, who knows the way out, um, and utilize their expertise. Right, buying that talent is invaluable because you're going to waste so much more time and money trying to figure this crap out on your own versus just getting someone who's who's been there and done it. Yeah. So, so that's it for this first episode of the Angela and James show. <laughs> um, of course, we do have um, our normal podcast, which you can go and get uh, either through Apple, Spotify, whatever. Go to our website at impactbizllc.com. And you can see the pod or you can listen to the podcast there. Um, I do a video podcast probably every week, right? So you're going to get that. 
we've got a lot of stuff going on for you guys. So, yeah, so make sure you subscribe. I know that's yes. somewhere down below. And so you can hear us. Yeah. Which... Click the bell to get notified. Yep. Subscribe to the channel. So, so uh, you'll be part of a listening audience. So hopefully you've enjoyed this first one. And if you have any questions or comments, feel free Sam. to leave them. We're all good. So, uh, yeah, we'll uh, be around in the next uh, week or two again. Can't wait. It's going to be fun. Take care.